celebration won't do no Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Only Bruins brought to you by the one and only Black and Gold Productions LLC. What up, what up? And uh, I am one half of uh, of the uh, podcast here tonight. One one half of the host, co-host, one, or I am a co-host now, I guess you can say, because we got some, it was unofficial for a while, but it's officially official. My boy, my dog. Brett Howard is joining the show full time, and um, buddy, this is a match made in heaven. I feel like I'm glad to have you uh, finally uh, full time with me. And um, I mean, it basically was full time, but now we, uh, I think you you got your feet wet, you got a little bit more settled, and back to a, a little bit of normalcy back in your life. Obviously, with the stuff that you had to deal with. So, buddy. Welcome aboard, finally. What's going on? Thank you, thank you. I'm happy to be a part of this program. I have fun every time I'm on here. Like you said, we have unbelievable chemistry. Uh, People are saying it on Twitter, too, so we got to give the people what they want. Um, But yeah, like you said, I I needed to get my feet wet. I needed to get the itch again, and I've definitely got it. The the boys are buzzing. They've definitely helped me uh, get that itch again, obviously, but uh yeah the chemistry on this is unbelievable it's tape tape passes all night long so let's just keep this thing rolling and uh see where it goes from here yeah fucking right spot and obviously you know no pressure like life gets in the way don't expect you to make every single recording but you know our buddy adam uh over in uh our cali friend he uh he's always willing to hop on and stuff too but we'll have to do an episode us three as well because that too yeah I feel like we would just fucking snap it around so easily. He's a great dude. So, yeah, but yeah, man, glad sure. glad to have you on. It's um, you know, I'm look I I look forward to recording with you every week. Obviously, helps that the Bruins are just an absolute wagon this year, and we had a uh, little bit of a hiccup over the weekend over you know the last few games. But back to reality after last night, we're recording Thursday night, and um. I guess I know you you mentioned you had some like tidbits you wanted to touch up on or touch on uh after watching behind the B and stuff like that. Do you want to talk about that first or do you want to dive into the games? Uh yeah, I have a couple of uh good talking points to get to so we can get to them now if you want to. Yeah, fuck yeah, I'm buddy. Either all, way. Right, well, all right, the first one um I don't know if this was first in order of behind the B, but the first one that I noticed that uh, I wasn't aware of this situation, and I don't think it was made public very much, but I just wanted to shout out Linus Allmark on uh, his 100 career wins. It actually coincided with the anniversary of his uh, father's death two years ago. So oh, it, it happened to be this. That. Yeah, and I didn't know that either, so I, I, I thought it was really interesting. I thought it was something cool we could talk about, um, you know, just the struggles that you've gone through and, like, you know, like just the things that, yeah, how hard it is missing those important people in your life, especially family like that. And, you know, just shout out to Linus. He's an all-star this weekend. He's been an absolute rock star this season. Um, I, when you'll see the behind the B, and I think you'll really appreciate it and the, the sentiment that the boys had uh, going forward. They had the, or going forward in the room, sorry, they had the AAA chant going. And, you know, it, it was just, uh, it was really awesome to see. It almost brought a tear to my eye, honestly. Like it, that, that, it, it's that thing. They just have it, and I don't know what it is, but they, they just have it this year. It's a really special group. No, absolutely. And when you tweeted that out earlier too, 
And that's an awesome like tidbit right there because I had no idea. I didn't even know that. So that's awesome. Uh, happy for him, especially for everything he's gone through. And obviously all the bullshit. I mean, who knows if he even heard the outside noise last year, but all the outside outside noise last well, year. Think about it. Contract. He signed that contract like months after his father died, really. Oh, when you think shoot. about it, right? Because it would have been two years ago, a year, a year before, like the year before the summer would have been right now, right? I'm pretty sure. Wait, no, no, I don't. Yeah, because he played for us last year, right? Yeah, oh, last... maybe. Okay, yeah, never mind, never mind. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. still, it was it was shortly after. Like you could tell he needed a change in his life, and like I'm just glad that Boston was such a positive change for him in such a tough time. Yeah, dude, he 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 got his ticket. He's with a good team now. He actually is goaltending a team that plays legitimate defense, despite what fucking Bruins fans want to say on Twitter about certain players. We'll get into that. Uh, he's got a fucking solid team in front of him, and you're seeing that he's worth every fucking penny, and a lot of people are eating crow with what they were saying last year. And the dude found his home, and he's just like, comfortable and happy and especially everything that he's had to deal with and been through that's so satisfying to see because i mean you saw like i saw a clip of it i haven't watched behind the b yet but i saw a clip of it when like when swayman had to go in for a hot second because uh yeah. all mark broke his uh snapped his blade off and he's like sway you gotta go in he's like oh me he's like all right i'll see you in a minute love you buddy and it's like it's yeah. so so nice to see like stuff like that because sometimes people think of hockey players like big bad tough fucking pricks sometimes i mean there are some players that are just fucking assholes out there but you you love shit like that and um fuck what was the other part what or yeah the the it part it's like they don't have the best roster they certainly don't have like you know they have a hell of a roster don't get me wrong but I wouldn't say they had the best roster right now. Uh, it's tough when it comes to the trade deadline uh, with the prospect pool and what they want to give up. And, and you know, if it's even worth switching up the roster at, at this point because of how they're connecting. Um, it's, I can't wrap my finger around it. Like it, this team just like has it and like, and we've been saying, I mean, basically back to like before the season even started, like there's just something special about this team, especially as soon as you heard that Bergeron's coming back again and he wasn't just retiring just yet and Krejci coming back. And then you got a guy like Monty who's been through what he's been through and he's just fucking happy to like, everyone's just happy to be, they're not taking a single day for granted. And you can see that with this team where in previous years, I feel like you may have saw that in the past. It's I, if, if I'm, I guess that's one thing that I could kind of point out where it's like, even like, I mean, Bruins go on that three game losing streak. Right. And then Marshy just decides to fucking get angry and tweet at the world. And yeah, you know, like go back to like some of his old ways, which is fucking hilarious. Like, and people obviously, well, we can get into that in a little bit too, but like you love seeing angry Marshy because then, you know, it's a different animal that you're getting out of him. So there's so many different variables, like going into the season that it's, this team like you said this team just like has it and like everything's well, like clicking 
a big it for me is um your top six uh, your yeah your top six centers both of them are combined for 3.5 million dollars that's a big it for me um it brings depth throughout the rest of the lot the locker room sorry another it is just the camaraderie the familyness that this team has together I, like you said there's just so many it's like i don't i can't that's why i meant by the tweet i can't figure out which it it is is that's really driving the bus maybe it's burge the bergeron last year thing like i don't i don't know but I, I you love to see it and like you mentioned another guy a second ago that i wanted to shout out is uh Krejci in his thousandth game mm-hmm. uh, i don't think we touched on that i don't know if we touched on it that much last game but it just just how um instrumental he's been to this organization you know him only wanting to come back to play for the Bruins. He like one of the most underrated centers in the game. Like people forget during the 2011 cup run, like he was your number one C like the guy was getting paid uh, pretty good, but like didn't break the bank for us. It, it you know, um, and th- then just hearing his speech in the locker room after and how driven he is to win another Stanley cup. Like you can see it in his eyes. Like he, he knows there's some, he said it multiple times, like there's something special with this group. I don't know. Uh, he even said, I'm pretty sure he said, I don't know what it is, but just going to keep going, taking it game by game. And like, this is just one of those teams, man. It's the, this is one of the best times to be a Boston Bruins fan. Yeah. And it's, and basically going into like last week and like the three game skid, it was kind of like, I mean, I think we touched, we touched on it a little bit last week. Uh, oh yeah. Because we recorded before Thursday night's game, which what was that? The Tampa one. Uh, yeah. That was a Tampa yeah. game. Yep. Um, and they just fell short of a comeback, but we were like kind of talking about it last week where this team has been doing so well. And it seems like nothing could go wrong. And even with DeBrusque and injured, like it didn't, it hasn't slowed them down. Basically. I mean, you've seen a handful of games where he's certainly been missed, but this team has, hasn't really slowed down. Um, They haven't really, you know, before this past weekend, they haven't had a back-to-back loss. Uh, It's just like, all right, something like we need, like I, I personally felt like, all right, we need a little bit of a skid something mm-hmm. to kind of like wake the boys back up and like kind of get it going again. And, you know, it started with that Tampa game and that Florida game. They fucking had it. They, you know, they obviously blew it. Uh, I, there's not, I, you can't really tough momentum swing. Yeah. Tough, yeah. tough goal. And then man, like, like I heard them talking on morning brew um, like that. You knew Florida was winning that game. Like oh, the second yeah. Barkov scored. I was like, fuck. Cause like no offense to Swayman, but this is something I've noticed before is if a swing happens like that, like coyotes are like, like he's still trying to get his feet in the whole, like not hockey sense of it, but just a momentum swing of it or the, the rushes of the NHL, I guess, where, yeah. where something like that'll happen and you have to turn into Patrick wall to win that yep. game. You know what I mean? Like the other team's buzzing now in their own barn. Like it's just a tough situation for a rookie goaltender, which Swayman still is. Is he really? That's fucking crazy. Well, tech like not technically, but like in my eyes, yeah. he's like second year in the league. Like he's only has he even played fifty games yet. I think he he might have played fifty games by now, but not much more than that. I don't think. Actually, I'll look that up. Real, he's got. So I be... guess he's not really a rookie anymore, but like sophomore. He's that he's just still... like. He's still a young buck. I mean, yeah, he's still getting his 
feet wet. Like just yeah, it, it, he still it has a ways sometimes. to go. You know how goaltenders work; it takes a while. Yeah, so, and then um, that that Carolina game, like I don't, I don't know if you could have any more of a ske- like scheduled loss. Like that is a tough game to go into. I'm not good, yeah. saying that. It, um, I'm not saying that I'm letting it slide that the Bruins played as poorly as they did. But man, that was just like it's a tough scheduled oh, game to get into. You're flying from. Where was it, Florida or Tampa? Yeah, from Florida to Florida. Carolina, and then you got to play like it's tough, man. Yeah, forty-eight no. hours later—that's a tough building to play in under those circumstances. It yeah, was a back-to-back too. He's played in seventy-two games, so yeah. Okay, off. wow. So yeah. wow, way more than I thought. Okay, so still he played he's in still forty-one young. last year. Yeah, um, yeah, no, but he's still young. He's still learning. Um, mm. I mean, he's only forget 20, he came in only... on the COVID year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's he got why. 10, yeah. And and he's only 24 years old. So he's a young fucking buck. Goaltenders take take a little bit longer. But yeah, it, you're right though. It did feel like a schedule loss regardless of how the moment if Bruins could have won the last two games. The problem is Hurricanes always get up for the Bruins and the problem is Oh yeah. They were sitting there fucking waiting, licking their chomps, waiting for you guys fucking Sunday night to play. It's just like well, little brothers finally given big brother the wedgie. Like we yeah. owned them for so long, and then now they they've got the upper hand on us. Like I'm not gonna lie, like that team looks good. No, like I do. know, like I like we're saying everything. I know back to back travel, all this stuff. Yeah, but that it's still concerning. It's like you meet that team in the Eastern Conference Finals. You, it's a coin flip. Yeah, you know, it, it it certainly is. I mean, you saw how it played out last year where every team won or both teams won all of their home games. And that's, that's why you have to. to. That's why you have to. As bad as it is, you got to win the – like I know President's Trophy curse. Like like we talked before, This ha- hopefully this is one of those teams that's like magical and they can get past those types of curses and stuff. But you need home ice advantage against Carolina. You got to You got to stay steady and make sure that they don't – win the president's trophy as weird as that is to sound like i I know people get scared of the curse but um i think you have to win the president's trophy this year and have to break the curse no absolutely because i mean as of right now uh bruins have seven uh seven points uh there's seven points ahead of carolina uh that's this is the one year like you would really want to put emphasis on winning the president's cup because I don't think what's the next closest when it comes to the Toronto? yeah the Western Conference sixty six points that's fucking child's play like yeah Western, Western Conference I kind of love watching the race though because after the Bruins games end I always flip on whatever I think is gonna uh, be the best West game of the night and I just it's bet so it close dude. and it's always a bloodbath and I love yeah. it dude that's a I wouldn't like as much as. I want to see the Bruins win the cup this year. If the worst, the worst things happen, I think a West team's gonna like sneakily win the cup this year because they just won't be as banged up and like, I, or they could be more banged up. Like I don't know. I just think it's a way easier road if you're in Edmonton to get hot in the playoffs and get to the Stanley Cup Finals this year. Yeah, I mean the top five teams in the Pacific are all within six points of each other. Basically, Calgary's the fifth spot right now. Up in a Butchie in Vegas, eh? Oh, a tough break, and Jesus. Mark Stone goes down. I, Holy shit. I got him on my fantasy dog. 
Oh, that fucking blows. Yeah. And they haven't even put them on LTIR yet or IR because they've got such a clusterfuck cap situation. So I can't even put him on IR on fantasy. He's just out. So I'm just wasting a player. Fuck, dude. That's <laughs> it's awesome. That's terrible. But yeah, I mean, Carolina, they're 17, 5 and 2 at home, where the Bruins are obviously 22, 1 and 3. Oh, Jesus, that is unreal to read. And that'll it's never get old. And, uh, on the road, Carolina and the Bruins are basically the same. We're 17, 4, and 6 for Carolina, 17, 6, and 2. So, And I you think know. you can bank on Allmark stealing you a game. Oh, I, This year. This year for yeah. sure. But then you might have to bank on, like, I heard Freddie had, like, a 190-minute a shutout streak against the Bruins before we scored in that game. No shit. So, like, Didn't is he, he going like to steal a, a game? Ago, like, I, uh, dude, he's always hurt. Is yeah. he ever is he ever healthy? Like I, when I saw him in the net, I was like, oh, I I thought he was still an LTIR. Yeah, I don't. That's what I I thought. I saw something a few but, games but, ago before we played them. I thought I saw that he was going to be out, whatever. But yeah, no, I I have no, I, I I'm not a. I kind of hate Carolina just because of the whole Hartford thing and like, just I just never liked them. I like beating them in the playoffs, you know. So. Yeah. But so let's 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 round this 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 losing streak skid uh, conversation up. Are, are you worried? That's the main question here. Like, are you worried about any of that from the games that you saw? I'm not. I'm not worried. I think you're kind of set up to fail this this road trip. Uh, not like you. The Panthers game is your fault. Um, mm-hmm. It happens. Uh, kind of gave up, kind of let off the gas in the last yeah. 30 seconds there. Tampa, when it comes to a team like Tampa, like it's a little bit worrisome because they're just bigger. Uh, it was a good game, though. It was a good game. And, and like you know, it could have went either way. At any yeah, point. that's a game they could have won. It, they just didn't. But that's OK. I mean, it's not like they got, you know, they lost three, two, and then they lost four, three to the Panthers in overtime. And um, they already beat Tampa at, in Tampa this year. Yeah, yeah. Which is and good. The Bruins the Bruins have had a good number against Tampa anyways, and at least when it comes to the regular season as of lately. So it's like, but Tampa, the, those guys got a lot of miles on those legs. I mean, obviously the Bruins do too, but as of lately, they're, oh, you know, three Tampa's cup been appearances. Sh- yeah, like, they've been Jesus playing a Christ. shit ton of games. You got to you got to figure that Vasilevsky is going to tire out at some point. Hopefully, I mean, that guy's a fucking freaking nature. Oh, my God. And the Panthers are the Panthers. What you saw from the Panthers in, late in the game is kind of oh. what you expected to see out of the Panthers all season long. They're better than what their record shows. And that that but that was a desperation win, p- playoff push dude, right there. Like that, they're like, that, this is yeah. this is points in our division. We need that's how they yeah. looked at it. No, exactly. And that's the kind of game that can change the momentum of a season for a team. And they yeah. they they have to play because they have the tools to do it too. They have no reason to tank or anything like that because they don't have mm-hmm. first round picks. I they mean go to Montreal. They it's not they protected. Do... Oh it's not it's yeah, not yeah, protected. Right, yeah. The pick that they traded to Montreal for Sherratt's not protected. So if they <laughs> bought him out, Montreal gets that pick. Ooh, trying to I'm trying to so when did they play last? So they played on the twenty eighth against the Bruins. Where the fuck? Oh, they haven't played since then. 
Oh, they had their bye. Do they have their off? Yeah, they week must have started whatever? their bye week early. Cause, yeah, because they come back on Monday. So okay, okay, so that makes sense. So they start a little bit earlier, but that's yeah, so we'll... that was their last game before the break. Like, and they have the All Star game. Yeah, yeah, they're hosting the All Star game. So we'll see what that win does for a team like that that desperately needs uh momentum. So we'll see. May I mean they they come out of the gate against. Tampa at home after the all-star break. They got a three-game home, you know, three-game homestead against the they got the Lightning Sharks and Avalanche. Avalanche have been struggling. Sharks suck. And Tampa's obviously Tampa. So and see, I I wouldn't want seven games against Tampa or against um Florida either. Like if if, sorry, if they get goaltending. If they get goaltending, man, that's a scary team to play seven games against. That's a team that could flip a series in the like in a second, especially with Kachuk on it. It certainly is. He's a game breaker, man. I think the depth. I think that's where the Bruins have the favor right now. Is the depth? Oh, for sure. They have more that they can basically kind of. I I would say give up at the trade deadline. I mean, because they do have Mm -hmm. the Bruins do have the first round pick. But am I worried? Yes and no. Um, It's. I'm worried about the Hurricanes. Yeah, like they're just stacked. You know, they're they're the roster's a lot like the Bruins. They got guys who can play on every single line. They added Brent Burns this year, who's making a massive difference on the back end. I mean, they got guys who just are, you know, they love getting up for their fucking coach, dude. They love getting yeah. up for their coach. And how can you not? The dude is he's he's awesome. I mean, he might bitch a lot to the media. Um, about kind of cross on calls the bench, but... yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I heard an interview with Brent Burns actually, like talking about that. Like, when he got traded to San Jose, like Rod the Bod called him and was like, Hey, like, you know, you're you're so Cal vacations over, bud. Like, you you want to play for this team, you got to actually turn like turn your game around. And he has kudos to him this year, he looked great. I watched another game on TNT against Buffalo. Um, I had money on it, so I had it in the, on in the background while the Bruins game was playing. They they look like a good team, man. No, they that's certainly a, do. That's a that's a team that if you see them in the Eastern Conference Finals, you better have shored up a little bit in the trade aspect. And I don't know if you want to go to that now, but um, yeah, I, I'm, well, not, I'm just to reiterate, I'm I'm not worried. I think this is something that teams go through. It's something they were inevitably inevitably going to go through. Um, in the words of Brett Ritchie, they weren't going to go 80 and three. We all knew that, you know, like yeah. everyone get off the ledge. We're all good here. We, and, we came, we came out with a win in Toronto to, uh, turn the tide around to go into the break here. Yeah, exactly. Just, just what you needed right before the break, but you're also doing this without one of your, uh, you know, best goal scoring wingers. Obviously. I mean, we got pasta, we got Marshy. I mean, Zaka, I mean, the check line has been unreal. You saw it again last night, too, against Toronto. But also, you know, when DeBrus comes back, then you got even more depth because they moved Pasta. Pasta started the game on Bergeron's line, and then he moved down to Krejci's line, and they basically, you know, lit it up for uh, and got Zaka two goals. And, you know, but then when you move Pasta out from that line, yeah, like the Taylor Hall experiment, up on the first line playing his off wing didn't necessarily work out. I didn't really think it would. I like Hall better on that third line. Um, when, before DeBrus got hurt, 
that third line was really clicking with uh, Hall and Frederick. Um, so it's it's going to be nice to see DeBrus get back after the All Star break. I would expect him to be playing the first game back against uh, what the fuck's their name, uh, the Washington Capitals yep. at home. So that'll be a nice way to like kind of welcome him back. And he, you saw him behind the B, you, dude. He looks so happy this year too, and you see it in his game. It's 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 helped tremendously, and I, I'm I'm excited to get him back because we we you know we could have used him. It, who knows? These games could have been totally different if he was in the lineup. You're not juggling lines. You're not really finding a a, a winger for Bergeron and Marshy. You know, it's and it's it, it's different. Like I would be if they don't make any major trade deadline moves this year. I'm okay with that. Uh, mm. If if the Bruins don't win it all, Sweeney's definitely going to hear it. But at the end of the day, I think if you make a big move or if you don't make a big move, either or is the right thing to do. I would like to add a depth defenseman and obviously a depth centerman while Nosek is out too and find a better replacement for him. But, you know, it's I, I got my guys who I, I know I would want to, you know, now that obviously Horvat's off, but. Um, uh, it's just real quick here. I'm just watching the NHL network and they got a really dope Adidas commercial with Swayman in it. Really? Yeah. Damn. Oh, I thought it was Adidas. It was Offos. I don't know what that is, but <laughs> just to touch on the DeBrus thing quick, I think you're right. I think it, they are, those games are different because he's been a factor in every game this year, every game he's played in like 30 points in like 36 games or something like that. Like he's really done what he needed he he's needed to to get his game back and i uh i condone him for that and he's been a big part of this lineup he, he's been missed as of lately as you can tell and um <coughs> excuse me and um yeah just i i don't like we'll get to the trade stuff but i i think you're right at this point i don't know what the moves are to make because this team is so good and like i think at this point depth depth options might just be the answer and kick the sentiment thing down the road when we actually have to worry about it and have David Pasternak already signed at that point. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, it, when it comes to depth defensemen, it's, you know, obviously one of the main main names there for the Bruins to go get are, you know, a hot name as of right now, as of lately, is uh, Luke Shen. But Luke Shen's a hot ticket right now. Uh, it's kind of going to be a bidding war to make that trade for him because a, a lot of teams are going to want him. A lot of teams can certainly use him. Um, he's, I, I guess you could say, he's base. He's having a great year over in Vancouver for a team that just absolutely fucking blows. So, uh, you know, the, as far as other depth defensemen, do you have any like? potential trade targets in mind when it comes to defensemen uh, because some have I think some potential trade targets have recently had surgery and they're like basically done for the season correct yeah like I I haven't really done my deep dive on defensemen per se yet um, I know there's a couple out there that the Bruins are kicking the tires on like it's crazy enough they've, they've circled back on Chitrin to see what the price is for that um, yeah currently because i think there's that that bukestad kid he's playing on the second line or he's not a kid he's like my age 30 years old um he's playing on their second line he's got like their or he's got three shootout goals and like the bruins lack in shootout 
Um, the only shitty thing is I think you'd be seeing Grizzly go the other way, which I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of, but yeah. I, I don't know how you make the money work unless it's Riley. It Maybe Riley goes the other way, but then you've got a really big log jam on lefty. So that, that one kind of confuses me a bit. Um, I've heard they've poked around at um, Gabr- Gabrikov or whatever on um, the Columbus Blue Jackets, another left shot defenseman that's meteor. I'd like to see them go after right shot defenseman, but it seems like the only one that's like like serviceable at this point is Luke Shen right now. Like it it doesn't yeah. seem like there's a big market for a right shot defenseman that are on expiring contracts or like it's already that's the one thing I wanted to get to with the Carlo thing. Like you want to give up? I I realized the other day that Carlo is six six. I was like, what yeah. the hell? Like this guy's huge. Like I he's everything Bruins fans want. Like yeah, he could be a little more. Um, what's it called? Um, a little bit more of a prick. Yeah, but other than that, like he he does his job out there, and and I don't know. I just think it's. What do you think about the Carlo thing? Like, I just think it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I I think. I mean, the problem is when Carlo plays bad, Bruins fans really fucking erupt, and it's so frustrating because when Carlo plays solid, they don't say a single fucking word about him. But the moment he has a bad game. It's it's the end of the world. Trade him, worst worst draft pick ever, and they, and then obviously he shuts everyone up. He he has a good game last night. He scores a fucking goal. So it's like, what like, make up your fucking mind how you feel about Carlo because if you're in only trash Carlo, there's so many fucking Bruins Twitter accounts out there that only, you know, come to surface when Carlo fucking shits the bed. Uh, when he has a few bad games, he's actually been pretty fucking good this year. But these people come out of nowhere and say, yeah, he was the worst draft pick ever. Get fucking get rid of this bum. Yada, yada, yada. It's like, have you not watched like 90 percent of the games? I mean, it, it is a little bit scary with his concussion history. Uh, sometimes if he takes a big hit or lays a big hit and there's some contact, you get a little bit nervous. So for him to be a little bit more reliable on the back end and uh play almost every single game it's that's a little sketchy but when it comes to being a shutdown defenseman i mean forward's been great this season but the pk isn't where it is just because of forward you know carlo's a huge part in that so bruins fans really need to fucking relax when it comes to carlo i necessarily don't want to fucking trade him away uh you know i i don't want to trade him away for chitrin who's who's injury prone as well and He's a left shot anyway, so that doesn't necessarily uh, solve your problems. Um, so I don't From know. From what I, I'm hearing, uh, Arizona isn't interested in Carlo, which is like that. So so this is the thing, too. Like, we'll get to the Horvat. We'll kind of intertwine this thing with the Horvat um, deal real quick. But the reason why Horvat's not a Boston Bruin is because the, the uh, Boston management thinks exactly what you're saying and what I'm about to say. Like, Carlo's way too valuable to this organization um healthy or injured obviously because they're willing to take a bet on him which they should uh, you know like I don't, I don't think players should lose uh stock because like yeah it, it sucks that he's had the injuries that he's had i'm sure it sucks for him too probably a lot more than us and it's just like you know sometimes you have to deal with that and you have to you have to bet on your players and i think carlos a chip that they want to bet on clearly they gave him a good extension at a great price and they didn't include him in a Horvat deal, which would have brought Horvat our way. Um, I'm glad that we didn't pay Lysel Carlo because I I heard it was Lysel Carlo, um, 
another player, which I'm thinking is Lauko now because he's asked for a trade or he said he wants a new start or whatever and a first round pick because that would have been to the equivalence of what um, the New York Islanders gave up. So I'm, I'm happy the Bruins stayed out of that in the end. Uh, it sucks because it would have been nice to have a center like that for the future at, at a good contract price because I think Sweeney would have been able to nail that down. But the fact that we didn't get it, I'm not pulling hair out over. Um, we have a great team with good core and great depth. It just I think it's just adding to that depth at this point. And I'm going to float a couple names out to you that, that, I, that I think are kind of interesting. Um, that I've heard some speculation on. Um, that that Barbashev guy from St. Louis, he's on an expiring deal. He plays like a bottom yeah. six role, very similar to like Lekkonen's game that the Avalanche scooped up last year. I honestly think he might be that guy this year that whatever team gets like might win the cup. I'm not saying he's the greatest player in the world and it might come at a price, but if you could go over there and get a Barbashev and um, um, Achari, who's playing good on the wing there, who's known in the Bruins organization. But I think he's going to end up in Vegas with Bruce Cassidy because he worked so well under Bruce Cassidy's system. But if you could go in and swoop in and get a guy like Barbashev and maybe get Achari added to the trade, who, like I said, has had connections to Boston before, you've just shored up your bottom six and you're going to be like Tampa lethal in the playoffs. It's just matter of fact that getting that gritty defenseman hopefully right shot but it seems like they're leaning to left shot if they can't land Shen at this point but what do you think of Barbashev like I think that'd be a great pickup for us if if because he's got a low cap in like if you can't make Taves or O'Reilly or something like that work because they're going to be playing like lesser minutes obviously fourth line type minutes you know is it worth it to go for that or just go for a guy like Barbashev who's got you know the winning accolades he won a cup against the Bruins yeah I Ideally, like in my perfect world, what I would want, I it a lot of moving a third team would have to get involved. Um, who knows what you would have to give up, uh, to make this work because of the cap hit. But Taves, I would I would love a guy like Taves, but yeah, he's my number one too. Yeah, he's my number one now that Horvat's gone. I mean, Horvat, and the price for him apparently is the third. That's what I've heard. Say that. The oh, price yeah. for him is like a third, but, that, but I think I, that's before salary retention. Yeah, that's before. That's what I'm thinking. I'm assuming that's yeah. before salary retention. Where Barbershev, Barbershev, yeah, there you go, Boosie. Uh, he, he's having a you know decent season. He's got 24 points, 51 in 51 games. So he plays. You know, he's a healthy player. Um, how big is he? Because Monty had him last year in St. Louis. Remember that too. Yeah. That's another oh, thing that yeah. I'm coming from. He had him, and so he worked with fami- him on the penalty kill last year. The familiarity yep. of that, right? Yes. Yeah, you're right. And I'm trying to see. Uh, he doesn't shoot a lot. Um, but no, he's he's like a better version of Nosek, from what I can understand. A little bit less of a version of Lekkonen, but gives you that same type. Can play anywhere in your yeah. Like bottom nine, could play second line minutes, probably shouldn't, but like you know what I mean, could. But he's definitely like a great bottom six guy. Yeah, I mean, right now with like Arizona, he's averaging a little over sixteen minutes a game. Uh, so, so that's, that's St. Good, Louis, you mean? St. What I say? Arizona. Oh jeez. Oh, you know what? Because their next game's against Arizona. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm yeah. seeing right now. That's why I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to see. How many hits he has on the season? 
but it's not fucking showing me, dude. Um, oh, maybe if, maybe if I go to stats, they don't like to show hits. Well, that's that's on me though, because I'm using the ESPN app. They hate hockey, so yeah, I was gonna say. But I mean, he's he's six one. He's you know he he but he plays a little bit bigger. Um, I yeah, I would he does. I would love to add him. He would be a great depth piece. My only problem is is when it comes to the depth, and obviously you got to fix the depth. Is as far as changing the depth, what I don't obviously want to lose Felino. No sick isn't a bad option to have still. He'd be sliding in on your four seat. Yeah. Beside Felino, and then I then Greer on the right wing. If you didn't get a Chari or another player, yeah, that's and, how I'd and, look at it. And I'm assuming that they would maybe try to get rid of Craig Smith as part of that, as part yeah, of that, I because I think dump. I think that's the first r- roster guy that you would want to give up. As as a Bruins fan, I I mean I'm sure the office. To, I mean, as a current roster player, I mean. Could they use Mike Riley? Sure. Or could they use Mike Riley? I'm not really sure because they have a guy like Tory Krug there. Um, don't know if they necessarily want like a defenseman. Uh, it would kind of make sense for them to like take Craig Smith just to like have for the rest of the season. Yeah, I think but, that's that. Unless or maybe they could get a three team trade and they flip him for assets to another contender yeah, that wants that, Craig Smith's services. Because with I, a, I with do believe fifty percent retained or something like yeah. that. Yeah, because I do, I do believe that Craig Smith can still help a team out. I just I think it's one of those scenarios where he just desperately needs a change. Yeah, like I'm not the biggest fan of sending Craig Smith to like Chicago or Arizona. Mike Riley, I don't care about as not don't care about as much, but he's got more on his contract and like he could go to a team like that, play in their top form, and like revitalize his career. So, like, that's how I'm looking at it in that instance. Craig Smith, like, if he didn't get flipped at the deadline, like, I just, ah, uh, just like the human in me is like, ah, uh, he seems like such a good guy, you know, he just brings his lunch pail to work every day. He looks like such a fucking beauty out there. Like, yeah. you know, he does what he's asked. He cha- completely changed his game to Montgomery's style. It took him a while, but he's back in the lineup playing good. Like, if you can keep him, keep him, but, like, just cap wise, if you're trying to add, I think he's the guy that goes the other way just to make it work. Unless yeah, you're no. only trading with like Buffalo, like teams that have cap space that are going to take Riley. That's the only other way it works. Yeah, but Buffalo's also trying to like get into that last playoff spot. Exactly. They'll be fighting for that. And they're probably looking at it as like, well, Craig Smith actually really helped this lineup, line up, line up out. Holy shit. Yeah, and I don't know if Bruins are the type of team like they like we traded with to with Buffalo to get Taylor Hall, but like there's some teams that just like don't really trade together. I think that was one of the first trades in like 20 years between those two teams. Like I don't I don't Bruins aren't the biggest like fan of sending players in within the same division. Yeah. Let alone conference, right? So like I I don't know. I you would think if Craig Smith's going anywhere to like a contender or something, it's like LA or something out west, someone who's yeah. got a little bit of cap money that can take like one point five, we eat the rest, or I, I don't know. It's gonna be I think over these next maybe not to the start of the break, but towards the end of the break, right before you're gonna see a trade before JD comes off LTIR because I think they want to get off LTIR before the trade deadline. Yeah. No, I I think so, absolutely. Um back back to like kind of 
God damn it. What the fuck's his name? The guy from fucking St. Louis that we were just talking oh, Barbashev. about. Barbashev. Um, the only problem is if he if you say you make that trade for him and he does become your fourth line centerman, that you're basically, at least as far as this season, you're basically looking at a 20% drop off in the faceoff dot where mm-hmm. uh Nosik has been at 58.3% on the faceoff dot. And um Jesus, why did I forget Barbashev, right? Yeah. Yeah, holy shit. I keep and he's at 39.2, I believe it was, or 39.8. So that's a massive drop off. I mean, Nosik's been huge in the dot. Um Chari's 54.4. That's why I was that's why I was saying, like, if you go yeah. get them both, then but, you can just have one of them take the face off. Yeah. Felino takes face offs too. Just pick one. But do the Bruins want another right-handed centerman? I mean, yeah, I know, I know what Zaka, you mean. Though. I know you have Zaka, but it's still not the same. Uh, I think for the rest of the season, you start getting Frederick and Zaka taking faceoffs after practice for like half an hour every day. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. like just like uh, who's it hurting, right? Like your game's getting better. Like I saw Freddie trying to get in there a couple times. He played 4C the other night. I'm like, it'd be awesome if Freddie could just be the 4C. Because then, like, you know, you put him in sheltered minutes. You know what you can get with him. You can throw him on the third line right wing if you have to in dire situations to double shift him or whatever. But I don't know. It'd be awesome if he could just step into that role. I just don't think he has the face-off capability that the Bruins are comfortable with at this point. Yeah, I think he's starting to get pretty comfortable on the wing. Uh, I think Looks good, too, man, skating up and down the ice like that. You know, especially with coil and stuff. Um, we beat just, someone for the puck the other last night for a goal. We completely skipped over the Toronto game, but it's just because we smoked them. <laughs> yeah, we we'll we'll touch on the Toronto game because I I do want to touch on Marshy, uh, Toronto Toronto. Oh yeah, that fan stuff, Twitters yeah. and stuff. So yeah, we did totally fucking go over that, but that's all right. Or jump over that, but that's all right. Um, fucking what the fuck? Um, shit, where was I? Ah oh, fuck! I don't know. I went on a coffee ramble. <laughs> um, just talking hockey kind of reminded me to um look at some bets tonight, but then I realized there's no NHL tonight. Um, yeah, yeah, this lull is gonna be bad. Yeah, ten games, dude. Brutal, brutal. But yeah, as far as you know, there are some. Oh, options. you said you need a left-hand center. That was the last Which I would certainly that. help. And Taves would be my number one guy. To try to make it work would be tough because of his cap hit. Um, and would he want to play? You know, the thing is, he's not a guy who would accept a trade to come over. Yeah, he wants to be on a contending team, but does he want to be the fourth line guy? He's not going to be playing fourth line minutes. He'll get a few more minutes. But the oh, we were talking about Frederick too. Uh, Frederick oh, yeah. having that responsibility being the. Being a centerman, I just don't think he's necessarily there yet. Mm-hmm. You saw, you've seen the jump that Frederick has taken since his like dumb penalties his first year this into the, the season. So he's maturing slowly but surely. He's it's almost scripted. like one step at a time here. Yeah, yeah. You know maybe. what I mean? You got to yeah. walk before you can run. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe maybe we'll run next year, but um, it's it's uh. You got options out there. The only problem is, is all these other teams are going to be going after these guys. Like, I'm glad 
you know, it makes sense why the Islanders got Horvat. Uh, they they've been struggling scoring, and they got a legit centerman. Now, hopefully, hopefully for them, he doesn't turn end up turning out to be a rental. I think both. I think the trade was both for great teams. Um, and with Horvat gone, I'm just glad he went to the Islanders, and not like Tampa, Toronto, or Carolina. Uh, I'm yeah. Now it's like okay, who's like the next man up and i know last week we were talking about domi who's been kind of on fire as a lately because i think he dm'd yeah. me after we recorded it was like all right like maybe we won't even be able to afford him he was like he had 10 points in his last 11 games or 11 points in his last 10 games however it was and it's just like okay, yeah he's well. been on a heater he's been playing better than kane over there and that's another thing too all the people that want kane out there like too expensive yeah. not the type of player the bruins need like we we already have like Taylor Hall, DeBrusque. Like you we need we a don't centerman need... if you're gonna add yeah. a forward. And the Timo Meyer thing, I don't get it. Like I don't understand what people are thinking about bringing in Timo Meyer. And if you're saying bring in Timo Meyer so that, well, just in case Pasta doesn't resign, well, like what happens if Pasta wants to resign? Now you got Timo Meyer making like ten million a year. Like I don't even think he's worth the money. People are like, yeah, but we put him on our third line and then flip him. Like that's just it. it it's bad business. First of all, the NHL teams don't like doing that. Yeah. And I just, I don't think Timo Meyer is the fit for this team at all. Like, I just don't see it. And like I said, you're, I'd be more worried about resigning pasta than going out and getting another winger. Yeah. No, I, I don't, I don't necessarily want to keep adding wingers to this lineup. I'm comfortable going into the playoffs with the wingers we currently have. Ideally, you know, like I think AJ Greer could really help us in this in the playoff run because he just he, that dude, he's a dude who runs off fucking emotion, man. And he's got he, heart. Yeah. He, and he easily gets himself gets himself jacked up. And he's he's not a guy taking anything for granted because he's been up and down, basically leading up, you know, leading up to this year. So yeah. and Timo shot, really. Yeah. Yeah. And well, we still have him signed for next year, which I didn't even realize yeah. that a fucking. I just mean like this deal. is like this is the time oh, where yeah. he gets another contract, or he just beca- he's just an AHLer for life. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just like he's taking the moment and he's grabbing it by the balls. Like this guy's got so much heart. He's very smart. Sees the game a lot better than a lot of fourth liners do. Um, I just think with him, it's consistency right now. NHL everyday consistency, and it'll come. I see him being an everyday NHLer going forward. Yeah, especially with how this roster is and how he fits into this roster. Yeah, like um, he's technically a rookie to the NHL. Like I think this is his first full season. Yeah, like he's but, not a rookie rookie. I just mean like this is his first year in the NHL. Yeah, on some Michael Bunton shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> fuck that shit. Speaking of that fucking scumbag. But oh, yeah. Yeah, um, I lost my train of thought again. Fuck. But... go. Oh, Timo Meyer. That's what I wanted to touch on. I did not realize that he was an RFA. I didn't realize that his qualifying offer was 10 plus mil. Like, that's fucking crazy. He's not a $10 million player. No. No. So, if he's a $10 million player on your team, like you said, yeah. You know, yeah, it's like, and you you see teams and fan bases chirping the Ottawa Senators for trading what they did for Dabrinka, which was a great trade in my eyes at the time when they made it. But the, there's a $9 million uh, RFA like ticket attached to that. that yeah. So it's like, 
you know, like, is Ottawa going to trade him? Are they going to sign? You know what I mean? It's like now you're looking at it as like, what? that's bad business. So, like, you don't want to be I don't caught even up in think, that. I don't even think they fucking, I mean, Timo Myers is actually having a great season. 28 goals, 48 points in he 51 is. games. But um, the problem is he's, you know, he's a winger. So, it's like, do you really want to pay that much for a winger? I, I, for Pasta, yeah. But for a guy like Timo Meyer, who's, you know. Like, T- Timo Meyer's an elite winger. And, like, to be honest, I see, like, uh, DeBrusque could easily be that player for us on a $4 million contract. Pasta is a superstar. Like, yeah. we're talking about different realms of living. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It, Pasta's just on a different tier. There's like, Pasta's, tier Pasta's on the Matthews Myers tier, too. Yeah, it's, you know, he's just having an unreal year. He already has 38 goals. So, um, I just Timo Meyer just doesn't make sense. Like we said, like it if you're gonna add a forward to this lineup at the trade deadline, it's gotta be centerman, I feel like. It's it mm-hmm. just makes the most sense. But I think after this weekend's this weekend of games, I mean, especially if if say you obviously knock on wood, I'm not gonna fucking jinx anyone, but you do make it past the first round, then you're gonna have Tampa there waiting for you. Who have big defensemen? Who have big? Who play big? You could certainly use that depth when it comes to the centerman uh, position, but you can certainly use the size and the grit on the back end as well. Where you know, like you said, Carlos six six, but he doesn't have that edge to his game, and that's never been his thing. That's you know, that was never mm-hmm. his scouting report or anything. It's just how he is. Forbort's a big guy too, but he doesn't necessarily play with that grit. He's a gritty player. I think he's getting better at it, but yeah, he still lacks. And for his size, he still lacks a little. The problem is he's such a chill dude. He's just like fucking happy to be alive. So it's like, yeah, don't come after us, Lauren. (laughs) I'm scared Uh, to talk bad about forward ever. (laughs) Love him, but he's, (laughs) he he needs to be a little bit more angry at times. And unfortunately, sometimes your angriest player is like, fuck Connor Clifton. Who's, you know, he was chucking bombs against, uh, who was it the other night? Was that again? Perry, oh, Perry. Corey Perry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Corey Perry. Chucking bombs against Corey Perry. But that's not necessarily... I mean, I guess it's kind of the guy that you want or wouldn't mind having, you know, chucking knocks and stuff like that. But when players go into corners, they're not fearing that guy, dude. They're not fearing anyone on the Bruins. I mean, so I'd like to see a little bit of grit on the back end. I think Luke Shen adds that because he's, what, 6'2", 6'3", and he's almost... Yeah. I think he weighs like I think it's like 237 pounds. So he's yeah. a thick he's a thick boy with two C's, baby. So big Canadian fella. Yeah, yeah. And I um then the morning brew was just literally like reiterating the exact same thing you were just saying there this morning. Or I don't know if it's this episode or last episode, but I want that like no bullshit guy. Like that guy, like that bogus in that like you know what I mean? The Shen, that that guy, like they I think somebody referred to Middleton. It's like that guy that's yeah. just like you don't want you look up and he you get in the net front battle and you look up and he's the guy you're looking at, like a Revo. Like I know it's always hard to get those guys, but just a guy in your lineup or that you can put in your lineup that's like, okay, there's no nonsense tonight. See, and and that's what I like about Tampa because he might not be the best defenseman or, you know, at times he might, you know, slip up time to time or get a little bit too heated. But Bogosian, he's like 
I mean, I'm going to look it up real quick how fucking big he is. Oh, um, he's a mountain of a man. He's just, he's a big fucking boy, but he's a, he's a no bullshit guy. Where the fuck mm-hmm. is he, dude? Um, Trying to fucking find it's him. Like, the... I, it's weird because, like, it's like, he, we didn't think Greer, sorry, do you got it? Yeah, no, I popped up. So he's 6'2", okay. 200, but he plays fucking bigger. The problem is he doesn't produce. He's only played in 24 games this season. Uh, he doesn't produce he's got one but he plays against us because you know what i mean this is that playoff type heavy style matchup and you know he played a pretty good game against us when we last played him like i noticed him a couple times i'm like man this guy's just so mean yeah so like hypothetically speaking you make it to the eastern conference finals and you're facing those fucking shitbag fraudulent uh hurricane or not hurricanes yeah hurricanes um carolina hurricanes the problem was when dating back to last season, you couldn't win on the road against them. Mm-hmm. Do you make a trade for a guy? Obviously, Tampa's not going to trade Bogosian. He's he's a part of the team. He's a piece to that winning team, and you know. But a guy similar to that, maybe like Luke Shen, but like I, I can't think of any guys off the top of my head that kind of remind me of Bogosian. But you plug in a guy in the lineup. Say, you know, you're on the road, you lose the first game, you lose the first game uh, at Carolina, you plug in a guy that has some fucking balls because then players are going to think twice about not saying Bruins players don't have balls, but you plug in a defenseman that's big enough, that's mean enough, that's solid enough back there. That's not going to be a liability that puts the fear of God into these fucking forwards going into the corners dumping and chasing these pucks. I think it's a little bit different when you have guys like that, because if you remember last season, Svechikov, he was fucking like a little bitch and going into the corners, getting a little bit too happy with his stick. And it created, you know, it it, it was like night and day, not night and day, but it it was different. Two totally different teams you saw from the Bruins when they would go to Carolina and when they would play home, play at home, it was like two different, totally different. It was Jesus, Nick, two totally different teams. And I think when it comes to adding to the back, yes, you got Lynn home. Yes. Lynn home wasn't completely healthy for, um, I think he missed a few games or he, or came back from a concussion. I know he was concussed. Yeah. During the series. Yeah. 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 So like he was hit by Svetchnikov. What's that? He got hit by Svechnikov. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That was a clean fucking hit, though. Right behind the net. I remember I that now. But do you do you add a guy similar to that, you know, where he doesn't necessarily produce, but he will shut it down. He'll be, you know, he'll be solid. He won't be a liability, but he will, you know, a nice little cross cross check to uh to the ribs or something, you know, get, you know. Just make them think twice, make them look behind when they're going into corners, you know. So I think that's one of the more important things when it comes to the trade deadline is adding a guy like that. And obviously a centerman, but off the top of my head, I don't like I know they want like a left handed shot on the back end. Uh, Ideally, obviously, I'd want a right handed shot, but it's kind of slim pickings when it gets gets there. But. That's I wonder if they I'm... go get a guy that can play mo- both. Like, I'm looking at um, UFA defensemen coming up this year, and, man, is it slim pickets. Like, teams that aren't going to be in the playoffs, you're looking at, like, Shattenkirk, 
you're looking at like John Moore's on this list. Like, you know what I mean? Like most, most of the teams that have like the Radko Gudises, the Scott Mayfields, they're all teams that are fighting for a playoff position, right? Like, I don't know. They go down the list, like even Mark Borowiecki, if you're just trying to get a legit thumper guy who can just play hard, hard, like sixth or seventh guy minutes. If you go 11 and seven for a game, he's on Nashville. Like that's a team that's fighting for a playoff position. Um, one guy I did notice though that might just get like pushed out because of the amount of good defensemen that they have is Seattle. They have uh, Carson Soucy. I know the Bruins have been linked to him in the past. He's 6'5", 208, real nasty motherfucker. Um, low cap at a 2.75. Um, maybe they would take on a Smith and just do a swap right there. You're, you get like $250,000 in cap space. Maybe give them a pick. They eat a little bit more. He's a yeah. left-handed shot defenseman, but he plays both sides both sides um somebody brought him to my attention last year and i watched like a couple of his highlight videos and he he fits the bill of what we're looking for fights he does everything bruins fans would love him pretty much is what i'm trying to say yeah i one name so i you brought it up that you were looking at the pending ufas one name that kind of caught my eye when i was like looking at this and it's not, it's like kind of the opposite of what I just described, but of a guy that I would want, but a guy like John Klinberg. I, did you bring him up like last week or two weeks ago or something like that? Uh, yeah, I might have. I feel like you might have brought him up as a potential trade piece, and he's with Anaheim. Uh, I totally forgot he was with Anaheim, and that's a team that, you know, they have ties to the Bruins when it comes to making trade deadlines. Could, could we possibly be looking at three years in a row of making moves for, uh, with Anaheim, but yeah, as I'm looking at this list, it is fucking slim picking. Slim. That means um, you're gonna pay high for a defenseman this year. I think that's why we haven't seen trades. Is the asking price are probably you're probably they're probably asking for a first right now for Luke Shen. Well, I guarantee asking it. price. I guarantee oh, yeah, they're oh, asking absolutely. for a first for Luke Shen. He's the only right-handed shot defenseman that'll play that game that we're talking about. That that game that Tampa and Colorado and these teams go grab a guy right before they go win a cup. Like, you know what I mean? Like it, it he plays that style of hockey. He's one with Tampa. I, I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be very, I wonder if they go get a guy that that's where the Chitron thing comes in, I think. And people start speculating because he does have term. He's got a good cost control for like, you know, like what, like he only makes a million and a half more than, Grizzly, I think maybe a little bit more. I think he makes just under or just above five. I thought. Okay. Okay. I thought it was like four something, but I could could be be wrong. wrong. Yeah, I could be wrong, but yeah, uh, I'm I'm like looking at this list. There's a lot of lefties, which I know the Bruins kind of want, but so many. Yo, if you're having kids out there, make them right-handed and put them on defense. Look at your Kale McCars, your Adam Foxes, your McAvoy's, like. Seriously, I, I fucked dozen. up. I fucked up. I I was too much of an offensive dynamite, but not enough <laughs> to. Uh, I mean, oh yeah, Connor. Like, look at that. I could have been like the next Connor Clifton. Fuck hell yeah, Jesus. Um, so Chitrin makes four point six. Oh okay, holy shit. And my. But how many games has he played this season? I mean, they, I, I don't have his stat line in front of me. I'm on a different website, but I saw. I'll look that up real quick. So Grizzly, so he makes a million more than Grizzly, like nine hundred and nine, like nine hundred and something thousand more than Grizzly. So Walk that those is fuckers out. It is a manageable contract. 
you send Nosik the other way to make it work and get them to send Bustack. He was making 800k. I, I don't know. Just spitballing here. Like I'm yeah. just trying to give the people what they want at this point. Because Bruins fans, and I love this about Bruins Twitter, we love trade deadline and trade speculation. And we're we're very knowledgeable fans. We're very informed. Um, like Mark and everybody at BNG obviously do an unbelievable job at helping everyone learn about prospects over around the world or in uh, up in Canada where I am in the OHL. And it's it just, you know, it's awesome to be a part of this fan base because these moments get so exciting, but we do get over, we do overanalyze things as fans. Cause we, you know, we are, we do have our toes a little bit deeper than some of the fan fan bases out there, especially being an original six we really care about the boss Bruins and we really love black and gold. So I, I honestly, this is my, one of my favorite times of the year. <laughs> no, it certainly is because it's, it's fun to speculate. It's fun to spitball here. And we're kind of like, spitballing off the top of our heads which is you know could get ugly yeah we're trying to we've been trying to push the trade deadline talk for it's when it gets a little because like we have 30 days today i think from the trade deadline or it was last night so i think i I I saw it on i was i was watching sportsnet last night oh shit that's right february is a short month yeah march 4th is going to come up quick so yeah it's always it's always a fun time of year um it's there's a lot of speculation and next week when we record obviously because it's all-star week it's it's going to be i I mean i know the last two weeks we've talked a lot of trade stuff but we're going to go and do our homework and we're going to be uh we're going to be horny for some trade talk next week too because uh i imagine some you know you might start to maybe hopefully hear some rumblings i'm hoping i'm hoping for a Poshnok contract extension before they play again at home Saturday against the Washington Capitals. So I'm hoping for a uh, nice contract extension there for our boy. Um, Mm -hmm. But let's, let's wrap up this. Do we want to, do we want to, yeah, I was going to say, do we want to talk all-star before I thought maybe you were saying before we get off, but. Oh, um, well, I, I do. I do want to talk all-star, but I also want to touch on the Toronto game. Oh yeah. We'll get to, I keep forgetting of it. It was just such a shit kicking and I've been living such good, such, such a good life today up in here in Canada. Yeah. In Ontario. (laughs) I I love smiling. Dude, after these days, I'm walking my dog with my coffee and just smiling a little bit more, you know? Nah, just that, knowing inside that I probably crossed a couple Leafs fans and wearing my Bruins shit, and they're just fucking pissed. Jesus, they're probably fucking subtweeting you right now when they oh, when, when they walk by you. It's I love it. it. Just just seeing um just seeing these fuckers explode and like the game itself. I mean, I didn't watch any of the game. I saw highlights. I was paying attention to it on my phone. I was actually at my so my cousin. I'll give him a quick shout. My cousin Roman. Um, hopefully he doesn't listen to this because he's a junior in high school. Um, he got his first career start. He's a goalie. He's a sick fuck. Jesus Christ. Um, he's going to have lots of therapy in his future, probably as a goalie. But he got his first career varsity start last night. Uh, one five to one kid fucking he, he let up a, a weird deflection softy kind of goal early in the first period they were down one nothing and then he was fucking lights out after that the kid was a stud so i want to give my cousin roman a shout out love that shout out and uh happy for him proud of him but i was there watching that game and then i you know i i played some pickup last night 
so I was kind of just paying attention to it on my phone. I listened to it on the radio on the way to the uh, to the rink for myself. And, you know, I it's, it's definitely different listening and just looking at tweets and watching highlights and whatnot. But I'll tell you what, I a lot of people are saying this game was self-inflicted wounds by the Maple Leafs. From what I saw, it just the depth just took over for the Bruins. The goaltending mm-hmm. took over for the Bruins, and this is what makes the Bruins different: is the the Maple Leafs are so top heavy that yeah. you know they're missing Matthews, and people are bitching about that. It's like you weren't missing Matthews last time, and we fucking beat you. So eat a dick, like stop making fucking excuses. Like you still lost. Marner's been two. better than Matthews this year. Yeah, you could argue that fucking Marner's. I forget who it was. He he tweeted at me saying like. They weren't even missing their best player. Marner was playing last night. I forget who yeah. it was. Um, yeah. But he's like, he's got a point. Like, And it, it was just such a satisfying win. It's like their goaltending situation is actually, their goaltenders did not look good. I, I felt like, I mean, I know they picked their pocket, like right, they picked their corner right there, like Greer, uh, Zaka on one of his goals, fucking pure fucking snipes right there. You love to see that. And yeah. then the domination on the four check from Pasta, get it over to Krejci, and then uh, Krejci backdoor to Zaka. Easy, wide open net, one T goal right there. It's just, it's like, it's just like how you drew it up. And that's, you got to, going forward, uh, I mean, obviously we've taken care of business with them in the past, but going forward, like, you can see the weakness with uh with Toronto and like their D is so soft and and so bad. Like I shouldn't oh, say yeah. so bad, but the Bruins have that was their, their healthy D core. Yeah. And they just like, that's it. They just took care of them. Yeah. And, and yeah, w- one thing that um like that really caught my eye was just I I don't know. It it it, Toronto has got a good team in, and for whatever reason, the Bruins have Samson off the number. Like we beat him in the playoffs against Washington. There's that yep. famous of Ov screaming at him for misplaying the puck when Craig Smith put it in, and you know we've just always had his number. And I don't know if Toronto does make it somehow, make it through Tampa and get to the second round, and we play them. I think they're going to be really worried goalie wise because, like I said, we got Samson off's number, and like I'm pretty sure we're normally good against Matt Murray. I, I don't really see Matt Murray beating the Boston Bruins in a seven game series. Like I just, and unless they shore up, which I don't know if they have cap room, I haven't been paying much attention to the Leafs this year. Like I don't know how they're going to compete with Tampa. Like yeah, they can outscore them, I guess, but like I don't know. It's it was a really good game by the Bruins. It was great to see. Uh, I know I keep it's a weekly reoccurrence, but like shout out to Zaka for absolutely dunking on the New Jersey fan base once again. Like this guy just signs his contract and just is a complete professional about it. You know what? I'm not just gonna um, like take my four years and go. Okay, I'm all good now and just start coasting. Like, do you think you do you think fucking Bergeron and Marchand don't don't uh, like see what passed or what passed up what Zach is doing here by taking his contract and absolutely turning his game on. Like they respect a guy like that, a guy who doesn't, yeah. you know, doesn't take what, uh, never taken anything granted. Like he comes to work every day and you can tell he loves being a Boston Bruin. Like what, just what a great trade for us sending hollow the other way, uh, a plus for Sweeney and that one and getting them locked up because uh, I'm robbery I'm, right there. Yeah. Like I'm really glad Zach is a Boston Bruin for the next like rest of this year and four more after. No, it, I, every, as 
the more games he plays, the more I love that contract, the more I love. I mean, I love that trade from the get go. But right now, going into the trade deadline, um, Toronto has two point seven million in cap space. So not a whole lot there. Uh, as as you know, any contending team's not really going to have a whole lot right there right now. So the only thing that worries me is a lot of people are linking O'Reilly to the Leafs. Um, and he's from like he's from around here, like where I live, around Toronto area. So that it kind of makes sense. And I could see him waving his trade clause to go there. Um, that would be kind of scary just in the center depth and he plays really good against us every time he plays us, but yeah, I don't know. I'm not I'm not really worried about the Leafs this year. Just more worried about the Hurricanes, if anything. Yeah, the you know, and we don't have to worry about them until we get a little further down the road. Um it, you know, and I obviously don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but um, you know, like I I would imagine that we don't see the Leafs in the playoffs this year. I and you know I don't want to freaking jump the gun and get a little too excited talking about this team because it's easy to get fucking horned up talking about the Bruins right now with how they're playing, uh, but yeah, just oh, it, it's uh, gonna look like boys versus men when they play to uh when they play Tampa. I feel like yeah, yeah, no, uh, and it, like hey, so to all of my Canadian fellow fans out there. Um, you would have seen this too if you watched the, the I want to call it the CBC feed, but the Sportsnet feed of the Bruins and Leafs game. And the intermission, they were like, or maybe it was pregame. I don't really remember. But they had like a board up of like the two um, analysts, and they were picking like if they would take Boston or Toronto in a playoff series with like forward, defense, goalie, blah, blah, blah. And like literally every the both the analysts picked Toronto for every single category except for I think the one guy picked the Bruins for goaltending and he also picked them for like maybe power play or something like that and it's like dude like I don't know how the Bruins still aren't getting the recognition recognition they deserve like it it's honestly it was I watch it just because I want to know like how embarrassing it is and like how how like just wrong they're analysm analysts is analysts are sorry of the bruins and what they've been doing this year because it's like they're like saying like oh like the leafs have a deeper uh top six leafs have a deeper bottom six and then the bruins just dunked on them and it's like that there you go so i i know there's probably a couple other canadian bruins fans that saw that uh the other night and we're pretty we're uh sorry as ticked off as i was about it so i don't know screw you sports now <laughs> yeah, I mean, I see, I see a lot of people in my boy Bobby Brewski. Shout out Bobby Brewski, Bobby uh, for Bobby's like, corner coming soon, coming soon, baby. Can't fuck. He actually DM me. I think it really is coming soon. Fuck so, yes. um, yeah, it it just sounds like Sportsnet is just like shafting the Bruins left and right, and it wasn't their regular guys. I'll give them that. Like their weekend guys, the hockey night in Canada guys, but still, I was like, uh, what? It was like Sam Konstantinov, who I like respect as like a a prospect guy, and he just like picked the Leafs for every category. I'm like, I get you got to be a homer, but like, bro, like the writing is on the wall. Like, dude, he said that he liked Toronto's goaltending depth more than the Bruins. I was like, what? what? That dude, we have, we have both. Uh, we Holy have the two shit. best goalies of the league right now. Like, Holy shit, that's a fucking joke is, right now. It is tough, man. Um, 
I'm trying to look. So I saw this tweet. Now that you like brought it up, I'm gonna try to show you over the screen because I there's a deserve to win o meter, and this the guy who tweeted this out is actually a devil's blogger. So I don't know if he's just hating on the Bruins or not, but if you can see that, so the oh Bruins. Oh my are, god! Yeah, so he's saying last night's game against the uh, Maple Leafs that the Bruins deserved to win O-Meter was at a 30.5 compared to Toronto's 69.5. Nice. Um, so, nice. like, that's... that's a, And then I saw someone... Someone sent a screenshot of the final score and said, basically... And then he goes, lots of coin flips, in my opinion. And I'm not... And I was like... And obviously, I didn't see the game. But I'm wondering, like, did I fucking miss something? Is he trolling? Like, what the fuck is going on through that guy's head? Is is he just trolling because he's a Devils fan? I don't know. But it's just to say lots of coin flips when the final score is 5-2 and not, you know, it wasn't just an empty netter. They were five legit goals. So I don't know what fantasy land he's living in. I thought but, the Bruins like like it was a good game both ways, but like the Bruins dominated in spots that they needed to, like puck turnovers. Like we took advantage of um, their weaker defensive core on a lot of different ways. And like this is a game that Marshawn and Bergeron didn't score goals. Like we just outworked them. So I don't I don't yeah. know I don't know what game he was watching. Yeah, I um yeah, who the fuck knows? Uh, it's just I thought I thought that was weird. It kind of reminded me of that, but yeah, it's. I it's just and then leaves Twitter today last night. It's just been fucking bonkers and I got into it with a few people. I was I just had time, so I was kinda like going back and forth. I'm like, you know, yeah. I, I just like I saw like them just going after like some of the girls that are Bruins fans on Twitter. Uh such like, a classy move. Yeah, like I really make- hope Bruins fans aren't doing that. I see that around the league, like where where like our like the the Bruins girlies, quote unquote, will be yeah. getting chirped by like these faceless, nameless accounts. And like, I really hope Bruins fans aren't going and doing that to other fan bases because like yeah. it's such a low. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, it's, it's fucking embarrassing. When it comes down to it. Like, leave it about sports. Leave it about you know what I mean. Like, make keep a... try and keep it light. But if you got to be a little spiteful, be a little spiteful. But like, you know what? Like, no. Like, I, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. You see the stuff out there. Some people are just absolutely ruthless. Yeah, they're just getting, like, personal. And, like, it's just, like, they're attacking the girls for being Bruins fans. There was a guy the other day. He, like, and if you looked at all his, he blocked me now. But if you looked at all his responses, like, he only responded to, like, Bruins, woman Bruins fans on Twitter saying, get back in the kitchen and start kitchen and start cooking and shit like that or like yeah go to the kitchen where you belong and i was like so his headliner photo was like him and his daughters and his son so i took a screenshot of it and i replied to every single one and i just sent that picture i like no caption or anything then he blocked me it's like dude (laughs) i i I don't want to give these trolls too much time but it's like people like that like you have fucking daughters and you're talking to other women like that it's it's fucking embarrassing and i i hope other bruins fans aren't doing that to other female fans around the league like it's just like bruins fans are pretty funny with their like their like clapbacks and tricks and stuff and like I, i think we have one of the 
funnier fan bases in that like we got petrov and you know like we got the meme guys and like yeah we've yeah got, so. everyone's got the rule within the twitter yeah community. yeah exactly like it's just we we got so much depth dude yeah we um, come in waves yeah yeah it's like but, it's just like the bruins no lead safe no chirp safe with us yeah <laughs> uh one more thing before we touch on the all-star game um mark ricky did an interview with uh cam and strick i only heard like a snippet of it but he was basically talking about Timmy Thomas. He's like, he was a weird guy, but like, he just like had his ways. And he was like, he's like, you know, Timmy, Timmy was fucking awesome that year, but he's just a weird dude. Like he would, he would eat BK as his uh, pregame mail yeah. and whatnot. And then during the Stanley cup run, we would have to the night before um, sleep in a hotel room and whatnot, but he wanted to sleep at home. So he would sneak back home and like, he was saying Claude Lemieux, or not Claude Lemieux, Jesus. Uh, Claude Julian would lose his fucking mind over it. And Mark Reck, he was yeah. like, he was like, we don't give a shit. If he's stopping the fucking puck, we don't give a shit. He was just like talking about shit like that, like saying like Tim Thomas was just an oddball, which we kind of all knew. And it sucks to hear when I forget what his last appearance was. Um, but it sucks to hear all the shit that he had been dealing with. He was, yeah. he was a very controversial player um with mm-hmm. some of the shit he did and some of the shit he decided to do and talk about but when it came to being in the net he was tremendous for us he had some great years with us uh obviously 2011 is a year we'll never forget but i thought that was funny to hear just like whenever you can hear back stories from 2011 it's just funny to me i it's always nice especially mark Recky. he's a well-spoken dude and he doesn't hold back he's just like he was a fucking weird dude but he was a fucking hell of a goaltender yeah, yeah, and it's it's kind of been crazy too. Like, uh, I I was never really the biggest uh, Tim Thomas fan, so I, you know, like I've always I thought he was a great goalie, and he you know he won us that cup, and he was unbelievable for like when we needed him, whatever. But I just I'm not the biggest like oh he's the greatest Bruins goalie of all time. Like over if we're going pound for pound and like over career, just like for me it's just Tukes and there's a couple other names you could throw in the race, but yeah. But definitely interesting to hear Mark Recchi, a guy who's well-spoken, like talk about things like that, especially, like you said, uh, for the 2011 uh, Cup run and how magical it was. And, you know, just hearing him and Z and you, Lucic was on dropping the gloves with John Scott the other day, and he was, I saw the clips he was talking. So for all those Bruins fans that want to start reliving 2011 a little bit here, know getting ready for the playoffs just go listen to a couple of those uh podcasts like i think recky's on camera strick you know uh, zidane trauma was on spin chicklets and um milan lucic was on dropping the gloves with john scott so if you're just looking for some more bruins contact content sorry to add to your daily uh podcast list give those three a listen they're good after us obviously well obviously yeah. it's after us if you're hearing brett right yeah. now <laughs> after the bng crew um yeah yeah uh but yeah i just want to touch on that i forgot about the luchich one so i'll have to get in on that but yeah i so haven't listened to it yet either all-star game how are you feeling about it what do you think of it are you a fan of it do you look forward to it how do you feel about it i like i don't know i like the idea like the skills competitions there's always going to be whatever it's just for like the younger kids and family you know what i mean like the it's only just thing the, i look forward to is the hardest shot that's yeah the- like there's certain ones i like like i like the sharp shooting and i think this year that 
Um, McKinnon's going to be passing the puck for Crosby. So that's yeah. kind of oh, cool. Yeah, I saw that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like stuff like that. Uh, cool. Like, cause you always remember back to Ray Bork shooting the targets, like oh, in, yeah. in Boston to give them the win. Like that kind of stuff's cool just cause it comes from my childhood memory. Uh, they're wearing those jerseys, which I think is really fucking cool. They I did think like the reverse. They should have done four different colors. Kind of annoys me. They didn't, they could have done a pink Jersey and a white Jersey, but, or sorry. Yeah. Uh, a teal jersey but whatever i'll get away from that that's just me and my ocd brain and liking things to match yeah. <laughs> and have a certain order um but I, i'm kind of excited we got two players in it i'm i'm hyped for Olmark. he's got he's bringing his kids and his family Hell it's yeah. always always good to see pasta mic'd up for a whole game no matter i think the format you know you're kind of losing a little steam with the three-on-three thing I'd, I'd i'd eventually like them to go back to the five on five if you're gonna do it but i get why they do it for the kids and the fans and the excitement of it uh less injury stuff you know all, all that but all in all like i i don't know a lot of people hate the all-star weekend and that's like all the festivities that come with it but i actually enjoy watching it like i gamble on it a little bit so like it's like i i enjoy watching it it's gonna be fun to see pasta i think i'm gonna get one of those pasta all-star jerseys they look sick i saw yeah. someone had one and I was like, man, that is so cool with the retro and the bees logo on the shoulder. Like it just, it looks really good. I think they're going to do a good job in Florida this year. Um, you know, I heard there's players that aren't in it that are going down to hang out. So like, it's kind of oh, starting, they're well, trying to turn it's it near in. Miami. So it's exactly like... right. So like, keep it in these places like Vegas, Miami, LA, like I don't, nobody wants to go to Ottawa and Canada, like, uh, you know, to go. You, Keep like, it in warm places. Yeah. And that's and so th- just my overall look on it is I, I don't mind it as much as other people. And it just worked out perfectly this year that the Bruins were having a little bit of a skid. And now they get their bye week right. I don't know if it's bef- technically. It's technically after the All-Star break. So, boom. I, I, I love the All-Star break this year. I love the All-Star game this year. <laughs> yeah, no, same. Um, I like... I yeah, I think it's a little watered down now for sure. It's a little bit it's not as fun as it used to be in my eyes for in my opinion. But I always, I look forward to the skills competition because I do I do like uh the harder shot and you know the sharp shooting, like you said. Um be funny if you just saw McKenna. Fastest like, skater is cool too. Yeah, it it McDavid's taking the year off from that. Yeah, so good good for him, you know. He's he's older now. Fuck he probably yeah. doesn't want to do let's, it. Let someone else win it. Yeah. Um, even though I don't even think he won it last year. I don't know what Pasta's <laughs> doing. Is he doing sharpest shooter as well? Uh shootout. Shootout. Oh, nice. Yeah, and I saw that they got I think Crosby and Ovechkin are doing something together for the first time ever. They're oh, like no doing shit. a skills thing together. Yeah. So it's like that nostalgic part of it's cool. Like I remember like last year when Bergeron went, I watched it and stuff just because I wanted to see Bergeron have a good time with his family. As weird as that sounds, you know, yeah, like no. I just, it, no other, I'm not a big other sports guy. Like there's no base. I like baseball, but there's no baseball on right now. Like I'm not a big football guy. So it's like, fuck, might as well watch yeah. it. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think, I mean, as far as like Boston fans here, like, uh, Celtics are still playing. They don't have their all-star break yet. And the fuck is it? Um, but still, it's just like, you know, no football this weekend. So it's like, I mean, people can shit on the all-star game all they want, but the Pro Bowl has to be one of the worst thing in sports. It's a fucking joke. They're playing fucking dodgeball this weekend. 
Yeah, I heard they're doing flag, flag. Football. Yeah, flag football. It's like, come on, just like get rid of it, dude. Like, just don't even do it. But it that's my thing. Is. Like, if if you're gonna, like, because like I said, I get it's for the kids and all that stuff. But if you are gonna get rid of it, just make the everyone's bye week that week. Yeah, you know, like halfway uh, and, through the year, do a bye. Another week. thing about the all, they never will though. It's a money generating like machine. Yeah, not yeah. They'll. If if they could make fucking a thousand dollars off it, they're still gonna do it. Yeah. Like that that's the thing. Um as far as the NHL, one thing I I want to note too that I didn't even notice till I was actually listening to Morning Brew the other day is the Metro doesn't have one single uh defenseman. <laughs> so it's gonna oh, in the all star game? In the all star game, yeah. So no, uh... They're, they're gonna you know it's obviously three on three they're gonna be fucking humming out there with their fucking guys like yeah. i mean not that it really matters really but do you uh, see what they're doing with horvat so he got he got first. traded he he's he's supposed to be representing vancouver right but he got traded to the islanders yeah two two different divisions because they have the three on three thing so he's gonna be playing for the De- pacific division but representing the islanders and I, I thought I saw something saying that, that he was going to wear like a reverse retro Islanders reverse retro or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. he is. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, that's I thought of that, too. When I saw him get traded, it's um, the first thing I thought I was like, oh, I that's another cool thing they're doing. They're wearing the reverse retros for the skills competition. Yeah. So yeah. All my, like so they'll be like, you know, hopefully Allmark wears his like winter classic gear. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah. We'll see. It'll it'll definitely be interesting to keep uh, an eye on, uh, especially if you want to watch hockey. That's legit all you fucking have. So, yeah, like I'm sure there's like there's obviously like college and other leagues you can watch, but NHL wise, that's all you got till Monday, right? Yeah, till Monday. So you don't have to wait too long as a hockey fan, but you gotta wait. You gotta wait another century till the Bruins play again. So. Yeah. But at least we get to see two of our boys play this weekend. It should be fun. Um, I'm happy for Allmark. You know, it's kind of old news for pasta, but at least know, we so. get pasta content. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He he never disappoints. But uh, anything else you want to add? No, man, I'm good to go. I think it's a yeah. good episode. Yeah, and plus we do have to save some stuff for next week. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's know. really the dog days of the season. People. We'll have to turn into rumor boys next week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. But hopefully, hopefully the All Star Game Skills Competition gives us some content to talk about. At uh, least we'll, we'll only be a couple days away from a Bruins game when we record next. So. Yeah. Exactly. It'll be a nice so. little hype up. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we got news on DeBrusque and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like I, I wonder when the Bruins will go back to practicing. I think I saw. I, I there was a tweet somewhere, but it was like, it was like a couple days before. I'd um, imagine like what play. Thursday. Think, when they play next on the eleventh. Yeah, so a week from Saturday. Yeah, so the ninth they come back and practice. The ninth, okay. I think that's what I saw. I can. I, I'll actually look at their practice schedule right now. Um, if I go to like say February eighth, well, let's see. So they don't have ice that Wednesday. So do they have it might it might be the ninth then. Yeah. Yeah, I think I um, think I saw Mark Diver, one of those guys tweeted out. 
Uh, unless they're practicing at, because they don't practice Thursday at Warrior. So unless they're practicing at the Garden, then it must, it, that must be the case because there's no way. I mean, they're practicing that Friday before the game at Warrior. They have the ice there, but I'd imagine. Oh, maybe they come back the ninth and practice the tenth, but that's fucking cutting her close. Yeah, I'd, I can't see that being the case. Plus, the guys who are kind of. I mean, you got still, you still have 98% of the team that's fucking waiting to, you know, skate. Yeah, like this is maybe DeBrusque won't play against Washington. But he might go with them on the, the, the trip. Yeah, Mon- we can talk, we're going to talk about that next week. Well, we'll Mon- Monty said the other last night before the game, he was like, I'd be shocked if um, DeBrusque wasn't playing or wasn't back in the lineup for the Caps game. So yeah, I guess the B, the behind the B too. The video you saw, like he's he makes an appearance in behind the B, and uh, he's wearing a boot and a hand brace. So and I'm that's what I'm yeah. thinking about in my head. So yeah, that's, oh, yeah that was yeah. a couple weeks ago. So yeah, he's probably about ready now. Well, yeah, and he's skating again in a non-contact. So you love to see that. But I really hope we see a trade to open up cap room so we can get off LTIR. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll have. Have to wait and see for that so definitely something to keep our eyes on who knows when we record this time next week could could be interesting because we'll be i mean even closer to the trade deadline and things will start i'm sure things will start heating up for sure especially hopefully in the uh pasta contract extension as well so yeah. we'll see but they'll wrap it up for only bruins brett my man my co-host thanks for Hell hopping yeah. up brother uh, do you have anything to uh, say before we say or any you want to say your goodbyes, I guess? Yeah, just um, happy to be a part of this program going forward. We're going to try and pump out as much content as possible. Uh, had a really good, a really nice time getting my feet back in the water uh, with you on this. And I'm glad that you've liked uh, the feedback that you've got so far. And we can make this work out as something going forward. So I'm fucking pumped, dude. Hell yeah, buddy. Glad. <laughs> Sorry, a little hiccup there. Glad you're part of the team, buddy. Uh, looking forward to just pumping out this content. More, Plenty more Bruins talk uh, going forward. And still, like, obviously, if a Bruins fan wants to hop on and join us, feel free. Absolutely. Uh, oh, yeah. One lot. If you, I'm a huge trade rumors guy. So if you guys are looking for like the next scoop or, you know, spicy rumors that are going around, follow me at the Beehive Pod. We'll just, let the letter be um and yeah i'm always cooking something up on the twitter sphere yes sir and i'll i'll be um i'll be adding obviously your twitter handle to the bio so uh if you're if you already follow only bruins and you made the mistake of not already following brett you can you'll be able to find in the bio as you're listening right now so make sure you give him a follow my co-host my beautiful co-host and um you know let the you know you can hear the rumor boys go to work we can have fun on twitter and all that good shit so ladies and gentlemen that'll wrap it up we appreciate you guys hanging in there talking brewing talking or listening to us talking brewing talking and um i hope that you guys find a hobby or something for these next 10 days because it's gonna be fucking brutal i'm gonna have to find a fucking hop hobby other than drinking so much but ladies and gentlemen we appreciate you guys. We love you guys. Stay cool. Peace. Let's go, Bees. Because I'm TNT. I'm dynamite. TNT. And I'm